think for me, my my story is more like I, I enjoy the challenge that it brings. And I enjoy trying to be um, a better person and evolve on, on that kind of level every day. So it's more just like me versus me and, and how football is a tool to bring that the best version of myself out every day and evolve as a, as a person, as a man, um, in my character and all of those kind of things versus saying I love and have a passion for football. Today's episode is presented by goalkeeping.com. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Clubs on Podcast. We're your hosts, Marcus Sundin, and alongside me is Alexander Brams, as always. Today, we're joined by a new guest, goalkeeper at Orlando Pirates, Wayne Sandlands. Welcome to the podcast. How's it, Marcus? How are you, how are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, we obviously love talking about goalkeeping here on the podcast, and you've been in the game for, for quite a while now very experienced goalkeeper, um, Mm -hmm. 38 years of age. Um, So we want to talk a little bit about your career so far and then maybe move into a little bit about how it is being an experienced goalkeeper and maybe also if we have time for it to talk about plans after your career, if you want to stay within the game and all that. Mm -hmm. But before we jump into that, can you talk us through a little bit about how you got into goalkeeping and where the passion started? Sure. Um, well, the the journey of being a goalkeeper was a little bit unique. I never started off as a goalkeeper. Um, I, I started in amateur football when I was around five, five years old, but I was an outfield player. And um, something happened. I can't really recall the details, but uh, our goalkeeper left and uh, of the team and the coach asked who wants to go in goals. And when I've retold the story, I, I keep saying there was no like, conscious decision as to why I stuck my hand up. I volunteered to be the keeper, but there was like a, it was like an instantaneous reaction, I guess. You know, there wasn't really much thought about it. Either it was a very hard session and I was tired and didn't want to run anymore. I'm not sure. But I kind of like to think the position chose me in a way because when I recall the story of how or why I stuck my hand up, why I was in the goal, there's a little... It's a bit fuzzy to me. So it wasn't like there was a big conscious decision on that. So I, sometimes I, I kind of like to think that the position shows me in a way. But yeah, it started there. started when I was around six, five, six years old. Started being a goalkeeper. And what really was a turning point for me was um, the impact that my parents had. You know, um, I didn't know a thing about goalkeeping. Um, and in, in South Africa at the time, um, you know, there wasn't really uh, specialized goalkeeper coaches or anything like that. So what my dad was is he went and he printed, a, he went to the library and printed a, a, a how to be a goalkeeper book, a, a book written by Gary Bailey, funny enough, um, ex-Man United goalkeeper. And um, he printed out that whole entire book. He photocopied it and then got some sessions out of there and took me on my own. And so I had my dad as my goalkeeper coach from a very young age. And what that allowed was for me to develop, uh, get some of the basics right. And like I said, because there wasn't much specialized goalkeeping training at the time, I was able to, you know, uh, progress quite nicely and, you know, um, get to a certain good level quite 
uh, relatively quickly. And so, yeah, that's where the bug bit. And I've been a keeper ever since. And like I said, obviously, through the hard work, the dedication and the training, was able to climb the ranks through South African football until becoming a professional. Interesting story. I really noticed what you said about the position coming to you because yeah. uh, from personal experience, I think that was what happened to me when I was mm. younger as well. Uh, never thought I would become a goalkeeper, but here I am today being a goalkeeper myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then uh, that's where obviously all the passion within the, the position stems from and, and all that. Yeah. But if you then talk through your youth and then going into the professional game as well, um, how was it for you to, when you weren't a goalkeeper in the beginning, to finally finding a passion for a new position and then going into this being your daily job and being a professional goalkeeper? Yeah, so it's pretty much all I've known. Goalkeeping is pretty, like it happened at such a young age. Um, you know, there wasn't, I didn't really develop any ambitions as yet when I became a keeper. So to like to adjust to being the keeper position, it wasn't really that difficult. Um, but like I said, it's, you know, some things just came naturally. You know, as a goalkeeper, you need that aggression. Sometimes you need, uh, and, and you can't teach that. So it's something that you either have it or you don't. You know, you're willing to dive at somebody's feet, put your body on the line, you the ball hitting you, you know, all of those kind of things. And I was fortunate enough, like I said, where it just, like, it just seemed natural. It just seemed like a good fit. And, um, yeah, I just developed the passion from there. But like I said, it had to... I was very fortunate in being able to be, um, you know, taught the basics and taught and, and brought up in that way. And, and climbing through, climbing through the junior ranks, um, you know, I was also, everything just kind of fell into place at the right time. Um, I joined um, a football, uh, a professional academy, their junior um, team when I was around 14, 15. And, um, you know, just, Got some, again, just got into a good structure, team training, learning um, what it's like to be a part of a, a professional setup. And obviously, we played against the first team a few times and happened to perform quite well in those games. And, um, and was then obviously uh, signed on into the, into the professional ranks. And yeah, we've sort of just taken it on from there. Um, but yeah, it's been... You know, in South Africa in particular, there's definitely a need for specialized goalkeeping training, you know, and I think uh, even up until this point where we are right now. So I think I have been quite fortunate throughout my years, obviously starting with my dad and then obviously being in that youth structure in a team. I think I've just been really fortunate to be able to have been coached uh, on a regular basis in their goalkeeping department. I think that has helped um, develop um, my game to a certain degree, but it's obviously a far, far way off because, you know, again, Coach um, Yuri, that's now at New York Red Bulls. I've also had the privilege of working with Andrew Sparks, who's now with, at Southampton, the first team goalkeeper training trainer at Southampton. He was at Pirates before. And, you know, these guys will tell you that, um, um, you know, that our basics, we still have a lot, a lot of things, a, lot, a long way to go. Um, I will never forget, I was at a, a, a professional club before Pirates, now Mamelodi Sundowns, and the keeper trainer there was John Iberola. So he was now also at Barcelona. I think he's at Marseille now, first team trainer at Marseille. And 
he would say to us on one or two days, he would say, guys, listen, I'm teaching you something that 12-year-old kids in Spain know. You know, he's talking about various counterattacks. He's talking about, you know, um, he introduced for the first time sitting and watching and analyzing our training sessions. He brought a camera to training. That was unheard of for us, you know. So now we were actually starting to learn about footwork and starting to learn about, you know, body balance. And we could actually see on the camera, geez, I'm, I'm moving mechanically like a robot. And that's why I don't feel free. I don't feel, you know, it's all of those kind of things. So it's been a, it's been a, a nice progression. I've been, like I said, I've been fortunate to be able to have been exposed to all these keeper trainers. And even now Coach Schutt, um, you know, he was at Cape Town City. Uh, and now at Orlando Pirates and the same, you know, it's, I've been so grateful to be able to work with top keeper trainers and been able to evolve over the years. Yeah, Wayne, I, I really appreciate you highlighting that because we actually in the podcast previously in this season had a specific episode on that topic as well with Lee Baxter mm. from uh, Kaiser Chiefs as well. And as you yeah. mentioned as well, obviously, Yuri Niemann, we've had him mm. on talking about goalkeeping in short as well, which is your yeah. currently goalkeeper Current. coach mm. yeah, at Orlando Pirates. So really appreciate you highlighting that. And something I thought about when you when you talked there um, was really the transitioning from going to you to being a professional goalkeeper because yeah. what really stuck in my mind is that a lot of young goalkeepers experience that in the youth, they enjoy the game. They love the position. They yeah. have so much fun playing the game. But then going into the professional game, where it becomes some kind of business, it's become daily work. How do you keep up with the having the same joy for the game every single day? Because we've had uh, several guests talking about the most important factor within growth is to enjoy the game. And um, I think it's very important to highlight as well that you grow the most when you enjoy what you're doing. So do you have any tips or tricks on how you, over the long career you've had so far, really just keep enjoying the game? Well, yeah, I think, you know, to go back to that, you know, talking about, I wanted to actually mention it um, as well. The transition from being a, a youth keeper to the professional wasn't an easy one, um, you know, for me personally. Uh, just because, you know, when you're in the youth setups and you're so successful and you're the best goalkeeper in your region and you, you know, the best goalkeeper in your league or whatever the case may be. And then you, you go over into the professional setup and all of a sudden you find yourself not playing. You find yourself sitting on the bench. You find there's, and especially when I broke in and in that particular era of goalkeeping in South Africa, the mentality was the goalkeeper needed to be experienced he needed to be tried and tested so it was quite difficult for a young goalkeeper coming in and immediately getting started and playing so it, it took quite a, an adjustment for me it wasn't it was very new to me to now all of a sudden be sitting and watching games instead of playing games and it was a very difficult transition it was a mental it was very difficult mentally to still be motivated and keep the confidence and keep the self-belief um, but I was also, again, it, it happened that I was able to move quite quickly from that because um, when I went, the, the club that I was at was Super Sports United. I went through their junior ranks, went to the first team, uh, didn't get a looking at all. And then I, I managed to go on loan. And that's where I was able to get the experience of playing regularly. And, and, and then that, the club that I went on loan to actually bought my contract out and I, I went on from there. 
But in the beginning, that transition wasn't easy. Um, you have to be willing to, you know, just keep working hard, persevering, believing in the talent that you have, and, you know, just trying every single day to keep knocking on that door until that opportunity comes. And that's never an easy thing to do. Um, and then, yeah, I guess for me, the joy, that's a, that's a difficult thing. Um, do I enjoy football and love it with a passion? If I'm really honest with you guys, I don't know if I've ever really um, would say that I, I, I loved football and, and loved goalkeeping with an absolute passion. It's something that I enjoy doing um, and have enjoyed doing. And I'm good at it. I've been good at it. Um, obviously, you still can improve on so much. Um, I've been a bit, I've been able to make a career out of it. But um, I think for me, what I enjoy is I enjoy the the process. I enjoy um, like challenges of every day. I enjoy the training part. I enjoy I enjoy those kind of things. But it's obviously it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult life. Um, um, the, it's a you know football how it is, and especially in goalkeeping, there's a, high, a lot of highs, there's a lot of lows. So you got to be able, you know, you got to be mature. You got to be able to handle those kind of things. Otherwise, your life is just going to be like a, a roller coaster. So I think um, I think I still enjoy the challenge of trying to be the best that I can be every day. I try and push myself. I try and keep as fit as I can. I try and be the best goalkeeper that I can be. And I think that's where my passion and joy comes in, is trying to be the best version of myself versus rather saying I love football, I love goalkeeping. I think for me, my, my story is more like I, I enjoy the challenge that it brings. And I enjoy trying to be um, a better person and evolve on, on that kind of level every day. So it's more just like me versus me and, and how football is a tool to bring that the best version of myself out every day and evolve as a, as a person, as a man, um, in my character and all of those kind of things versus saying I love and have a passion for football. I don't know if that makes sense. And I'm sorry if that like explodes any like... <laughs> preconception that you know no no it, it's uh it's absolutely brilliant and we love to hear this just uh how yeah you have evolved as a person and how you've just kept going and are still going at age 38 where many other keepers have pulled the plug as we say in danish yeah. um but also you said yourself like you were climbing the ladder of the south african leagues and and looking at your senior career stats um like you haven't always been like full-time playing all the time there's been uh, has it yeah. been injuries or has it been uh, fighting for that first spot because that's um if i say right now i'm i'm 25 uh, i had a little contract last year uh, and i'm searching for a contract now and i'm still trying to do mm. that and people say mm. oh go get a real job and blah 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 but i'm still trying to like play football mm. and I know there's a lot of people out there who give up way too early and yeah yeah t tell us uh how you've kept going again yeah so i think i think it's been exactly that it's been that challenge it's been challenging for that number one spot and it's always yeah it's it's been there's been many a season where it's like not playing regularly as and playing as much as you want um But um, so I think that's just the resilience that I have. The the character I'm fortunate to have is that I just I want to I want to be the best at 
at what I do. So that's where I strive. My striving is to try and be the best version that I can be and, I, and try and be the best goalkeeper that I can be. And I think I, I'm quite like I will chase after that until I can't anymore. So, um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, that's why I've said it's been football. It's, it's a difficult life because you're not always going to be playing and it's not always up to you, right? It's, it's you, the, the coach or whoever is going to be the one that picks the squad and he's going to, so it's not always in your hands. So you've got to learn as well to, you know, just uh, be in control of what you can control and leave the rest. Because if you, and I've been there, I've been, I, I mean, you know, as a young, as a young goalkeeper, man, you it's, uh, it was quite tough because you try and control everything and uh, you, you walk around with a lot of resentment. You walk around with a lot of frustrations. You, you know, if I'm competing with you and you're trying to take my position, um, you know, then it's like you, you sort of a, an adversary, you know, we're not the, but, and then it just, you know, to walk around like that, it eats away at you. It's like a ticking time bomb. There's only a certain um, longevity to that kind of mentality. It's just draining. And I've, I've learned over the years just to do exactly what I said, where you just try and control what you can control and you leave the rest. And, and for me, that's where the focus is right now, is just trying to be the best version of myself and, and developing my game. So there have been seasons where I haven't been playing at, um, regularly at all. But there again, it just comes in. I just want to pursue every single day to be the best that I can be and uh, leave the rest um, in, at the, to the powers that be, you know. Um, so that's what sort of kept my sanity is I've always worked hard. I've always put in the effort and... Um, you know, I guess that's that's put me in good stead because at 38 years old, I'm still going, still at a big club. So obviously, people still believe in you in to a certain degree that the, you can do a can do a job. So I think that just comes down to um, being resilient and still knocking on those doors, even if it's closed, and just to keep pursuing excellence. I think that's what it comes down to. I think I I love the pursuit of excellence and. Um, and uh, yeah, just trying to do that, not maybe only in football, but in all areas of life. But I think that uh, specific trait of just pursuing excellence and trying to be the best and always learning. I always want to learn. I still believe at 38 years old that there's still so much to learn. Like even now, if you had to sp uh, speak to Coach Schurt, um, you know, he would tell you we have daily discussions of we should be using this block. Why we, you know, we can do this better. Um, we're still working on fundamentals, you know, body balance, body positioning, um, positioning within the goal. Sometimes you think you take those kind of things for granted, right? But it's still the fundamentals that are so, so, so important. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and a very, very good ex, um, answer you had there. And I really like the, the pursuit of excellence uh, because that's, yeah, I could say that would probably be my goal too, like get yeah. that pursuing excellence. But what is excellence? Uh, it, it, that's yeah. a broad question. Uh, and that's just like doing your best yeah. every day. Um, exactly. I think, and I think that's only a, something that you can answer yourself. You know, like I've, I've thought about it. And, you know, as long as you can look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day, that man in the mirror is so important for me right now. When I look at him and he looks back at me, I know. I know if I've pursued excellence today, I know. Nobody else will know, right? No one else can really know what you're, what you can do, what you were thinking. Could you have pushed more? But the man in the mirror does. And so 
that's for me the answer. It's that that excellence is a unique journey for every single human being on this planet, and it will, and your excellence will be different to mine. But as long and I know that you and I can sleep at night knowing that we've tried to reach our level of excellence. You know, if you get what I'm saying. So that excellence um, measurement is unique to you and unique unique to me. And I think true happiness or true contentment lies if you're able to tell you or where, where you know deep inside whether you've tried to pursue that or not. And um, no one can tell you what that excellence is um, except yourself. It's, it comes from within. So um, that's, that's, like I said, that's where I'm at now. Um, I'm finding myself in that position, you know, where you're 38 years old, again, not playing regularly, um, you know, not playing a lot this season again. But what's keeping me going is just knowing, okay, have I done today everything that I could have? And there's not going to be perfect days. I'm not saying to you that I'm like this perfect person that's so excellent in everything I do know. But I just, I know that I'm trying to put in all the effort that I can. Because obviously when it is said and done, I don't want to look back and think I could have done more. I should have done more. Um, what if I did this? I could have achieved that. I don't want any excuses. I don't want to look back and think, yeah, you know, and, and tell stories like, you know, that guy in that conversation who says, oh, I could have if I did this. No, um, I feel like I want to be able to leave everything out there. And when I'm done, I'm done. And it, it, it was and is what it is. Yeah, again, perfect answer. It's mm -hmm. also coming to yeah, no regrets, just doing yeah, your, your best yeah. every day. And I, I love that mentality and that's what I try to build myself. So, so at yeah. a younger age, did you go through this kind of experience where you had to find yourself and like get to know yourself better uh, in a way to get yeah. this mindset now? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think, like I said, it started from a, from when I first turned professional. You were faced with all of these questions. It's like your the, my world was rocked, basically. You know, like I said, I came from such an amateur career where you were spoken about as the best, and when you come into the professional ranks, and all of a sudden you're not even making the team squad. No one's talking about you. The coach is looking at you and doesn't really believe in your abilities and your capabilities and you're a very young goalkeeper so from that time already you're having to relook at yourself and and it's actually you know i would go as far as to say that football was my identity you know coming back coming from my background i identified with that status or that that or what i was as a goalkeeper and unfortunately i think i actually crossed that line where The, the, Wayne Sandylands, the goalkeeper, was Wayne Sandylands. There wasn't a separation there. The person, Wayne, was, in my mind, fused together with um, the goalkeeper. So can you already imagine that's not a good recipe, right? Because as soon as I have a good game, um, I'm a great person, I'm happy, I'm fulfilled. But as soon as I have a bad game or not playing, then what am I? Where's my self-worth? Who, who am I, basically? So I've really had to... It's it's actually brought out, um, it's forced me, let me put it that way, football has forced me to actually find out who I am and realize that I am, you know, my goalkeeping or my profession isn't who I am as a person. There's actually a, there's a difference there. And football is what I do. And a goalkeeper is what I like to do, but it's not who I am. So that was an important transition and an important lesson for me from a young age to learn to get to this point where I am at now. 
where I'm able to, no matter what's happening in my football career, still carry on as a person, as a human being, be a father, be a husband, be whatever I need to be, and not be identified with that, with that um, being a goalkeeper. And as a professional, it's not easy, right? Because um, people see you. When people look at you, fans, football people, they look at you as Wayne the goalkeeper. They don't really look at you or know you as, as maybe the person you are, you know? So it's, it's hard it's hard to make that separation because the world, when they view you, they view you as this goalkeeper. That's what they know you as. So, um, so yeah, I would definitely say um, football has, has revealed to me who I am and I've had to um, um, definitely come to a realization of who I am. And once you know that, once you make that separation, I think you're in a much better place to handle your career. So if you can, already just start knowing who you are as a person, knowing that uh, goalkeeping and, and your profession football is separate from your identity, from who you are, already I think you'll be able to make, um, you know, uh, a better transition in the football profession. Yeah, again, amazing answer. This is what I wanted to hear. I could kind of feel that you went through mm. something like that and and carrying yeah. on from you talking about your, your, your person and, footballer or goalkeeper is what you like to do uh, so what do you do when you're not at football like do you have any side gigs hobbies whatever that that is not football and that is not um a part of course you use a lot of time with family and, and being a father yeah and so on. well again it's uh, I'm, uh, my character doesn't really allow me too much to have side gigs and stuff um purely because i want to be 100 focused in what i do So I'm that type of person that you're either in or you're out, you know, like whether it be diet, you know, I can go as far as like the smallest detail of say my diet, right? So like I've gone through so many diets throughout my career, like don't eat this, try this, trying to get the best performance out of me. But if there's a, if I'm doing something, I've got to be 100% in. And, you know, I've, I struggle a lot with that middle line of balance, For me, it's really hard to walk that, that line of balance. I'd rather just be all in on somewhere and zero percent on the other side. Um, but but yeah, it's I think I think for me it was just um, you know just um, just trying to be focused a hundred percent on what I'm doing. I do have. I do have, obviously, as a businessman or whatever, um, do have side uh, business uh, things on the side, but that's obviously not my my focus. It's basically running on its own and and stuff like that. And probably, probably, I could use a hobby. My my family and friends have probably said to me over the years, Wayne, you know, you need to switch off, right? You need to be able to do something else, get your mind off it. But I think the biggest release for me is just like you mentioned, was just being with my family. I think uh, whenever I can, I'm at home, I'm with my kids, I'm with my wife. I feel when I'm done, any if I'm done training or if I'm done wherever, I, I need to come home and I just enjoy being at home, being with my family. And I think that's my switch off uh, release. Um, probably could use a hobby like golf or do something like that. But again, uh, I just feel like, being a footballer and traveling around so much you want to be at home as much as possible so so any side ventures i have in terms of business and stuff like that i leave that to be run by other people there are other people that are in charge of that but um for me it's basically just trying to put all my efforts into 
into into the into football basically and um you know in south africa we also had a unique you know um you know uh, a lot of my strength work my gym work and all of that kind of stuff uh, i kind of do outside of my normal club routine so so that's what my kind of my day looks like i'll have my training but then I will go do a gym session, have my specific stuff that I do to supplement my goalkeeping after that. So my day is pretty much filled with different aspects of trying to be the best goalkeeper I can be, basically. Um, and then the rest of the time is just basically being here with the fam as much as I can. Interesting. And uh, Wayne, I really like the twist that, that this podcast took because... We on this podcast, Alex and I, and especially me myself, is a big believer in that mindset and mentality is what really mm -hmm. creates you. And uh, yeah. especially within the development of ourselves being footballers and more specifically goalkeepers. Um, I recently also got really into all these quotes and I'm, I really get motivated by quotes. And one that really mm -hmm. stuck in my mind is that if you live by this uh, quote, which is, I don't have to do it, I get to do it. If you yeah. live by that, you can really go far. Because if you go mm. into a training session and say, I have to go to training today. No, you don't. You get to do it. You're fortunate enough to go to yes. practice instead of, that's not something yes. you have to do. If you have to do it, don't do it. But if you get to do yeah. it, then that's why you really tell yourself, okay, yeah. I'm fortunate enough to go to training today mm -hmm. because then I can improve myself. I become a better individual. Um, yeah. And and another one is as well, when we end these lines as well is, this quote is, the point is whether or not I improved over yesterday. And that's something I really mm -hmm. think about waking up in the morning and going to bed at night is I look back at what I did today. And then hopefully when I wake up in the morning, I'm proud of what I did yesterday because I yes. improved and that's the most important yes. thing. So that, yeah. that was just a few, few quotes that really stuck with mm. me and, and something I really live by now. Yeah, no, absolutely. hundred percent. It's all about the mentality. I fully agree. Um, and just working on that and just being able to be free. Right. I think the most, the, the most important thing for us to be able to, to play to our best of our abilities is just that freedom and, um, and just being able to, you know, put the rest aside and, and, and play to your, to the best of your ability. And I think sometimes that's hard. It's, it's, it's easier said than done, but it's, it's important. You know, it's important to work on your mindset, especially like I'm the type of person that, that's, um, not naturally confident. You know, you get these guys that when they walk on the field, you know, are naturally coming from a base of I'm the best or I can do this. Whereas for me, it's always been, I've had to convince myself that you're good enough, that you're able. You know, there's always those doubts. There's always those questions that you have to overcome. So I really believe in like what you said, to work on the mental side, to work on your character, and then the rest will fall into place. I think that's, that's very key. Exactly. So that's uh, why I'm really happy that we, we highlighted that today. And yeah. uh, before we we're coming to an end here, um, we always end our podcast due to our name, The Gloves on Podcast. So uh, we want to ask you about your current uh, favorite gloves and why. What do you currently use mm. re uh, in terms of gloves, goalkeeping gloves? Yeah. Um, I use RG. Um, 
it's a it's a very it's a brand that's actually growing so fast here in Africa in, in all over the world in fact um, but especially here in Africa it's a it's a glove made by a gentleman by the name of Ramiro Gonzalez so it's called RG and um, I just love them because you know it just brings there's so much variety there's just so many cuts that it's unique to every you know you as a goalkeeper you like a certain fit right you like uh, at the cut to be a certain way, and there's just so much variety. A lot of a lot of the brands today, everybody's wearing the same generic glove. Um, maybe if you're at the most elite level in the Premier League, you might be able to say, "Listen, my middle finger's a bit long, extended here or there," and they make you a unique cut. But I think for for us, for me, in this with RG, there's just so many options available that uh, you know you can go in and find the exact glove that fits you and uh, and you know help you perform. So um, RG for me is at the moment the basically the best glove I've ever over my years um, that I've that I've used. Awesome. Um, as mentioned, we are coming to an end here of, of the episode, Wayne. So uh, we want to thank you so much for taking your time today and, and sharing your knowledge. No, guys, thank you so much. It's been a real privilege to be a part of this. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And to you guys still listening out there, please go follow Gloves on Podcast on your favorite social media, leave a review and share this with one other goalkeeper for them to keep improving. Catch you on the next episode of Gloves on Podcast.